following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. I don't like this place. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals are here, and we are taking control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore, live on alphageekradio.com. For Thursday, the 12th of May, 2016, this is Casually Hardcore, and I am Gnome Wise. And I am Grail. Welcome to our little corner of the interwebs. Up front warning. We are breaking our normal Gilligan period tradition. Left, right, center, up, down, television and movie, maybe even a novel or two, just because. Just destroy it all. Just knock it all down. It's just too much of a confluence of things that need to be talked about. So if you do not wish to be spoiled on... Captain America, Civil War, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the CW's Flash, and the CW's Arrow. This is not the show for you. Hold off a week, then. Just hold <laughs> off a week, listen to this episode, or watch this episode at a later date, right. because we're going in. That's right. All right. So, where, oh, where, oh, where to begin? Um, I guess many, since the television springs from the movies, right? and perhaps we should begin with the uh, elephant in the room, yeah, uh, which is Captain America Civil War. Can anyone ever really have a civil war? Um, getting word from the chat room that I am still quiet, so let me see. Make myself less quiet. Hello, Jeff. Is how does Grail sound? Uh, awesome. Yes, of course. Compared to me, is all oh. I care about. Well, awesome, of course. Awesome, er, awesomer, or awesomest? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Which is it? I'm gonna so make much you, awesome. I'm gonna make you less awesome and less less loud, and make me more awesome and more loud. What? Let's see. Ah, uh, so we have to wait the requisite uh, forty seconds. Um, I might need a, a giggle. You mean a jiggle, Hando? Anyway, um, welcome to coffee talk, though. Captain America: Civil War talk, or as I like to refer to it, Avengers Three. Uh, 2.5 at least. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, just starting off at the top, mm-hmm. what'd you think? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, you know, I still think from a story perspective, I would still give the nod to uh, Winter Soldier as my favorite from a story-wise. But... Uh, considering how much they crammed into this movie, I liked it better than I liked uh, Age of Ultron. Okay. So. 
Um, not necessarily the most difficult thing in the world. No, I'm. Not, I mean, I would say it was. It was a team-up movie or a a ensemble cast movie that I could get behind. Like I think they did a really good Whedon-esque job of balancing everybody and making everybody have their moment to shine, but also showing that. Uh, yeah, I think the Russo brothers, who were the team that directed this one, right, really have studied at the feet of the the Joss. Um, from the standpoint of how do you handle a huge roster of characters. Yeah. Uh, and this was huge. <laughs> yeah, if you step back and just do a head count, holy crap. Um, that was one of my concerns going in. Is, okay, how are we going to do everybody's service and advance the story? And, you know, what is the story going to be? Right. Um, yeah, and I, I had a great time. Yeah, it was, and I mean, considering not only were they including that many characters, but they were also introducing a lot of new characters. So they introduced Black Panther, you had the new iteration of Spider-Man, whose first time being in the, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which they added partway through production, let's not forget. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that was like kind of, and these are major characters that they had to uh, toss in there. Uh, and then you have the, the main villain, I guess, was Baron Zemo, or Zemo, really, in this case, a, a, a reworked Zemo, right? Uh, who had ties to Sokovia, but so cool. he really was more just kind of the, the one getting the pieces together. There really wasn't a bad guy. The, the whole film was really about the, the fight between the two uh, opposing sides and really boiled, boiling down to Captain America and Iron Man. Yeah, and there are ideological differences over the Sokovia Accords. And that was, if anything, for the movie, that was my, the weakest point, I thought, to me was the uh, change in the movie to why there was such a uh, I guess, separation between the two of them. Right. In the comics, the the thing that comes out of the bombing that happens in the comics is a registration act. Right. To basically force all superhero, anybody enhanced to basically get registered, get put onto a list. And in the movie, they treated it more like, no, this is an act to have UN oversight over what the Avengers do. Right. Though, when we talk about how they extended that yes. into Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yes. they totally looped right back around to it being a registration act. Why do I have a big A? I'm working on that. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways. Do not pay I, no attention to the man behind yeah. the curtain. But yeah, yeah, that's why I was trying to be very clear, like in the movie. So when I saw the movie prior to seeing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if I had any issue with the story, it was really that U.N. oversight didn't seem like that big of a deal to cause this big friction between the two of them. And strangely, it did. And yet it did. But it was okay. I mean, it, this wasn't like, oh, I can't stand this movie type issue. It was more just like, eh, that wasn't the best of reasons. But I was very happy, as you alluded to, that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does take it further and shows really then uh, gives a better picture as to why there'd be such a dissident between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. Yeah, and the, the piece that I didn't see um, coming 
mm-hmm. um, that I liked was the Puppet Master um, standpoint of what Zemo's role mm-hmm. in the whole and his, his motivation was. Yeah. And they took, you know, who's, who is arguably a major villain in the Captain America universe. Oh, yeah. Completely reframed him. And yet, you didn't get nerds screaming foul and, and, and tearing their hair out and being angry on the internet, which is what we're professional at as nerds. Oh, yeah. So I think that is a testament to how far we've come in trusting the writers mm-hmm. to do what is necessary to convert this into a you know, pop culture pleaser. Yeah. And still you know, made him a credible villain. Um, you know, he wasn't Baron Zemo anymore. No. And he was now a, you know, a Sokovian uh, who had been wronged by them in, a- in Age of Ultron. Right. And just chose a very circuitous and, and devious route to exacting his revenge upon them. Yeah. Which was to cause the information to come to light that makes them fight. Right, right. And I mean, he, and he, he even says at the end when he's giving his kind of, here's my master plan, and this is my thought behind it to uh, Black Panther, mm-hmm. he says, you know, I, there's no, I can't fight these people straight up. They're, they're way more powerful than I would ever be able to get to. So, so I must work for them. The I need to have them fight each other. Right. And he used that as his kind of mantra to to cause this situation, uh, which not only brought them into it, but brought Black Panther into it because his father is uh, that was he was killed. a wild card because he didn't intend right. to bring Black. He merely intended to frame the Winter Soldier. Right. And it was his downfall that he involved Black Panther ultimately because he prevented his suicide. Right, right. He did it. He intended yep. to cause their downfall and then check out and go see his dead family. Yeah. And Black Panther was there to say, "Oh no, 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 no! You don't. <laughs> yeah. You don't get the easy way out." Right, right. Um, so, like I'm not here to kill you anymore. And I really, right. I loved what they did with Black Panther in the movie. I thought he had one of the strongest arcs throughout the entire so, movie. I am so... And in a, a movie this crowded, yeah. you can make a statement like that, that the guy they just introduced and heavily used had a great arc within the movie. Yeah. That is fantastic. great writing. Yeah. So he, And his arc, for, for those that are cool with the spoilers, are is he goes from his father being killed and like, I am going to murder the Winter Soldier. I don't care about anything else. That's and my during my job. the big fight at the airport, yeah, he is all about. I am going for the soldier. Yeah. The rest of you are just set dressing. Right. So I'm like on murder mode mm-hmm. to to the end where he realizes that Zemo has been con- uh, consumed by vengeance. That now uh, Stark and uh, Stark is particular consumed is consumed by vengeance, and he realizes like this is this is destroying everyone. It's a, and it was really, and he mirror. steps back from it. But he steps yeah. back and then prevents Zemo from killing himself, saying, "No, no, the living aren't done with you yet." Yes, which I is excellent. I, I'm really, if if one of my takeaways from the movie is definitely, I am excited for the Black Panther movie now. Oh, I am massively looking forward to yeah. that now because um, they've established the high tech powerhouse that is Wakanda, even though we only got kind of glimpses of it. 
Yeah. Like definitely going down that road of, no, this is the African nation that was not set back by Europeans interfering, right. and they had this huge technology in the form of vibranium that allowed them to leapfrog ahead, and they've used it, and now they're kind of, kind of coming out of their cocoon as part of the storyline. Right. And, but, you know, in, in the... the the credits teaser, you get to see that, no, they're, they're way ahead on the technology curve. It's like, yeah, we'll just put them in hypersleep because yeah. we totally have that. Because that's uh, a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> um, and that was really the one piece of uh, Black Panther they didn't really explore in this one is he is a Tony Stark-level genius technologist. Right, right. He's, um, he's yeah, amazing at technology, but he also has the, the mysticism as well. Right, and, and they didn't really... They didn't go into that either. Right. And they, I, I they, think they're they really that for Doctor if, Strange. If anything, they really held back in general, I think, on him. I mean, he was he was bouncing around. He had the armor that was obviously tough, and he was scratching things. Right. But he didn't have any of his throwing weapons. Nope. Like he was pretty it was pretty tame and he was melee. He was he was you know, he was tanky. Right. And the the stuff I've read is that they really they wanted to introduce him, but they didn't want to take any thunder away from his actual movie. Right. So, so they got plenty, they were, plenty to explore. Yeah, and so that was the same reason why you only see like very few shots of Wakandia. Yep. So, how yeah. about that uh, secret uh, giant man reveal? Oh my that uh, that was probably for me the coolest thing in the I movie because I had like no idea it was coming. Nope. I, they had kept that out of the news. I remained spoiler free on that, and yeah. I had made a, I made a gleeful noise. Oh once, yeah! Once I, I, once I so knew what he was going for, him. I'm like, oh 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 oh, it's yes. Yeah, I was like, and I mean, and even when he was talking about what he was doing, I still didn't make the connection. I was Have like, we ever done this in the lab? Is he talking about the microverse? Like, what's no. he going to do here? And then it was like, oh my god, he went giant man, and like Spider Man's like, holy shit, yep. <laughs> which is perfect at that that time. Like, oh yeah. my god. So Paul Rudd reprised his role wonderfully in this. Oh movie. yeah, the, the, the little bit they gave him to do, he nailed. Him doing the whole fanboy thing in front of uh, all of them. He's like, yeah. Captain America, I know who you are, too. <laughs> hey, Captain right. America. Yeah, um, he keeps, like, grabbing him yeah, and touching him. just <laughs> being totally fan- inappropriate. Yeah, his little run where he goes small and gets into Tony's armor was awesome yep. as well. Uh, where him saying, like, who's, who's talking? He's like, this is your conscience. We haven't talked for a while. <laughs> I mean, fantastic. Yeah, it was uh, completely... Yes, Leona, that you can totally picture me squealing because I did. And I, yeah. I'm proud to say that I, I was 10 years old again and loving it. Yeah, that was, I mean, honestly, the, the big fight that happens on the airport tarmac yeah. was really well done in that it had a ton of action. Well, it had lots, two waves, too, that were awesome. Yeah, and, and, but really funny, too. Lots of great lines during that Well, that speaking fight. of that, let's talk about Spider-Man, shall we? Oh. <laughs> uh, they you know, it was a great job. I think they, they really are wise in going with the high school age Spider-Man. And while it felt a little shoehorned in and kind of derail-y sure. when Tony went off to Queens, the scene they had in Peter's bedroom oh, with great. a rapid fire established him as a, a, an intellect on par with Tony. Right. And emphasize the science nerd aspect of him. Yeah. And saying, you know, he's got his he's got the old 
Macintosh Plus that he salvaged and was doing things with, and they made a very big deal about the techno web shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also completely owned Tony when he webbed him to the door and said, Don't! Yeah. And then how about uh, Aunt uh, Victoria May? Yeah, like it was like okay, so who's uh, like that? That's Aunt May. Marissa Tomei is uh-huh. Aunt May, huh? huh. That's a different take, yep. but hey, I mean, he's high school. You know, when you start doing kind of the mental math, it's like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Wait, what was <laughs> what was a high school kid doing with a seventy year old aunt who right. has never died? Uh, and and like, so how old was his mom when he had him right. then? Or like, why was there such a difference in age between his mom and and his aunt? Yeah, so yeah, it, like it's one of those things. But yeah, when you're used to Aunt May looking a particular way, it was a, it was a little jarring. But I, I was okay with it. I was, I'm like, okay, we're gonna roll with this. Well, they even had they had Tony hang a lantern on it by saying, "You're um, you're unusually attractive aunt, or you're you're unexpectedly yeah. attracted attractive yeah. aunt." Um, no, I mean, and it's Marissa Tomei. I always thought she was, you know, she's a beautiful, beautiful, she's a woman. Very beautiful woman. And it was like, wow, Aunt May is kind of hot. <laughs> That's it'll be funny, odd. It'll be funny since we know that. Robert Downey Jr. is signed on for Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. If they pick up that thread, and, and they've established in this movie that he and Pepper are Splitsville at the moment. Yeah. For a really consistent, good reason. They even took the oh, time yeah. to explain it. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I, at the end of that movie, I blew up all my suits and said I was done, and, and then I, I didn't stop. Then I wasn't, and, and I, I didn't, didn't want I didn't to. Do, I didn't honor my promises. That would right. be a relationship ender. Yeah. And I mean, but he, and he, you know, like he's, like I just said, he, he even said like, I didn't want to stop. Yeah. So he kept he, doing, he owns his own addiction. Right. Um, right. So the so, actor, the actor that chose for Spider-Man. Awesome. Uh, it was great. And you know, the best part and this, you know, not to bag anymore on Superman versus Batman, but nonetheless, they did not feel the need to show me Uncle Ben getting shot. Nope. They didn't feel the need to have Spider-Man tell me that Uncle Ben got shot. Yep. Like, they basically, he said, it's a long story how I got my powers. I've only and, had them for like six months. And I've learned that, you know, I, I have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Like, it was so nice to feel the movie studio and the director and the writers Respecting all said, us. you know who Spider-Man is. Yes. We don't need to spend too much time on his backstory. We're just going to set the stage so you understand where in his timeline we're at, yep. and then we're going. Thank and you. That was thank great. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so yeah. damned much. A la Batman for Superman, where I have to watch Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered yet again. So, anyways, all to remind us that her first name was Martha. All those freaking flashbacks. That's all that was about. So the, I know the the, I know. the safe word. Is Martha right? Right, exactly. Again, so not, let's not go down that wiki hole there. Um, so yeah, like you said, little abrupt in when he goes to Queens to pick him up, but they, with what they had to work with, and the fact they were like, "Oh my God, we get to use Spider-Man," and also it, they 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 made the the counterbalance of both teams went to their corners to get reinforcement. Oh yeah, they went oh, to yeah. Ant-Man and Spider-Man. Right, right. Hey, it's the whole insect team. It should be arachnid and and insect team. Yeah. Um, so no, that no, it was it was good. It it worked well. His banter when he was in the Spider Man costume spot was spot on. 
And just, Eddie was nervous, fanboy kid, and basically right. complimenting people while he was beating the snot out of them. It was great. Yeah. Like, you have a metal arm? That's so that cool. That's so cool. <laughs> I mean, just, just classic. And yet, at the same time, you know, he really quickly, they established, like, and this kid is really powerful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he uh, Cap dropped the jetway on him. And he, yeah. He, and basically he said, you know, it looks like you can hold that, so I'm just going to walk away now. <laughs> You're a good kid. And they had their moment of Queens, Brooklyn, right. Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, hey. So they, yeah, they found time in this movie to sow the seeds of Scarlet Witch and Vision's relationship. Yeah, yeah, um, really well. I yeah. mean, it was it was natural. Vision, who was not in the movie that much, nope. uh, was great. And he, they they, I mean, they've established. He's got a freaking infinity gem as part of his physical makeup. Right. But they did it. They had, they had the moment of, I have this thing, but I don't know how to use it. Right. Right. Which I don't is, even I, know I'm what still it is. Figuring yeah. this whole thing out. So good, good. Because otherwise, you have a, a a movie with where one side has the power cosmic, and right. the other side has a guy who shrinks, and it's, right. that's a very short movie. Yeah. So they gave him his, his moments of self-doubt of, I don't really know what this is. But they also established Wanda. Oh, yeah. As the reality-altering power that she potentially can be. Yeah. And so she threw down several times in this film. Yeah, if anything about the fight scenes, especially the major fight scene on the tarmac, is that Vision and Wanda were pretty restrained. Yes. Because Wanda had shown with... When she decided, like, it's time for me to leave with Hawkeye, yeah. I'm going to put, it, you know, Vision halfway to China, basically. <laughs> I, I think he was at the planet's core at that point. Huh? Yeah. He went really far down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just the fact that, I mean, as existing Marvel fans, we're looking for things like the, um, um, the Vision yeah. Wanda thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, it was they, a, they uh, it a good throwback. I mean, even on a real more Easter eggs uh, standpoint, they had Vision even playing chess against himself. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, they really did the Vision phasing through oh, yeah. solid objects way better because it was really subtle in Age of Ultron. You really had to be paying mm -hmm. attention to see that he was doing that. He didn't, didn't do the full body phase. Yeah. He was just putting his arms through Ultrons and busting them apart. Yeah. Um, and the whole when he when he went through it, the guy just floated through my chest. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, his fight against uh, Hawkeye as well. He does a lot of the feel like every time Hawkeye tried to hit him, he was phasing him out yep. and then coming back. So it was yeah. He was really really good. I really liked uh, Scarlet Witch again. Uh, she was one of my uh, most favorite parts from uh, Age of Ultron. So and continued to be an interesting character in this mm -hmm. movie. Uh, and, and Rhodey, he, he, Rhodey took it on the chin. Yeah, I mean, you kind of knew this was already happening from the previews, where you saw him being cradled by Stony in the crater that right. he left. Uh, but yeah, again, this was basically it came down to Vision. <laughs> vision, Vision, the the perfect machine screwing yeah. up because he was distracted by Wanda. Wanda. Yeah. Um, and 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 they even had the line in there. I didn't think that was possible. Neither did I. Neither did I. I was yeah. distracted. Um, so 
It so, was it was good. Uh, Falcon got little red red wing red in wing there. Yeah, the drone. Go on, pet his, him. <laughs> yeah, his drone. <laughs> I, I'm not talking to that thing. I'm not talking about. Uh, come on, pet him. You know you uh, want. So that was cool. Falcon uh, put on a good showing. Uh, Winter Soldier again uh, was pretty badass. Yeah, and they they dipped into his backstory more. Yeah, you know what what had he been used for? And he didn't miraculously get cured. The person who yeah. found this, the book with the secret words owned his ass. Yeah. And he ends the movie saying, don't bring me out until you can fix me. Right, right. Like, I, I can't I, trust I my mind. I don't want to be a weapon anymore. Yeah. Uh, no, but very effective fighter. Uh, again, more of the, the dirty type fighting, which uh, was, was good. It, it fit in well. Uh, you know, like Brody, uh, War Machine, but now they have a chance to kind of bring him along into his next iteration of his suit mm-hmm. so oh you know think, he's going to be in in a self-supporting suit they've laid the yeah yeah the what is it stain tech armor uh so yeah i mean they've they've set a good stage for for his eventual return and uh yeah captain america and iron man kind of duke it out of uh, some throwbacks to the comic series where iron man actually gets to a point where he analyzes captain america's move set mm-hmm. and Get starts kicking his ass yep. which is totally uh straight out of civil war which mm-hmm. is great to see uh some iconic scenes also from the comic books uh captain america standing above tony with the shield uh, which he then drives into his little uh, core. His, his arc reactor. Yeah, but uh, you know it was good. I think they, you know, they the the kind of catalyst at the end of the movie of oh by the way here's who killed your parents Tony mm-hmm. was was well well placed and you know really then gave meaning to this kind of like oh okay yeah Tony's now trying to kill. Uh, Winter Soldier, and is probably okay if he has to kill Cap to to make it happen. Yep, and which was good. You'd think after having been mind controlled, and based on that mind control, causing all right. the problems that was the entire Age of Ultron movie, he'd be a little more receptive to the argument of he was not in control of himself. Someone else could. Nope. All that went right the hell out the window. He's like, you are going to die, and I'm going to kill you. Well, I mean, I think he sums it up with, he killed my mom. <laughs> like, that kind of, you know, there, that overrides the logic portion, I think, at that point. Right, but it just, it, yeah. it, that's human nature, I understand. Right. But it is completely hypocritical. It's like, yeah, you killed. Oh, it uh, is. I mean, and I think. nations worth of people. I think at the, the end you know, with with Captain America saying, hey, you know, I, I made a mistake. I knew about this. I really thought I was trying to spare your feelings, but in the end I realized I was just sparing myself a difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, but we're there if you need us, and his reaction seemed to indicate that he's like, okay, that's that works for me. So well, You have to lay the groundwork for Infinity War that is now not going to be called Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, I think it gives them a chance to kind of uh, reconcile, or at least the the initial, you know, olive branch has been extended. They did ex- they did take some of the bits from the um, comic, the raft, the superhero. Oh prison. yeah, that was awesome to see the raft. They rendered it beautifully, and it mm-hmm. was as as uh, 
Leonaved in the chat says seeing Wanda in there with the collar on was oh, a yeah. heart gouging moment. Um, I loved, 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 loved when Tony's walking by um, Ant Man. Yeah, he says, <laughs> "Hank Pym always said, don't trust the Stark." He's like, "And he, and and who are you? Yeah, and who he are does, you again?" He, and, and he does a Star Lord. He says, "Oh, come on, man." Yeah, uh, Ant Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. Um, and they brought Thunderbolt, same actor back, William right. Hurt. Continuity, even from the redheaded stepchild of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Incredible Hulk. I know. They indicate, nope, this is a through line. It's all one big happy uh, series. Yep. And perhaps we'll see Red Hulk someday. Um, Maybe. Because it's in his stars. It's in his destiny. Yeah, it's uh, it, it was, possible. I mean, what more, what really, what more could we have asked for from this movie? No. no I feel like it, it over-delivered. It, it, it was a large expanse of just nerdy goodness. And I thought my nerding out was done mm-hmm. over this property. And then I tuned into this week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And they did exactly what they did with Winter Soldier again. The events of Civil War happened the day before this episode. Right. And they we tune in as they are, and they integrated it beautifully into the ongoing narrative. Right. Because they were already in conflict between the S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of coming back in from the cold and integrating into S.H.I.E.L.D.'s replacement, the ATCU, headed by Talbot, who was our Thunderbolt stand-in in, right. in right. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and he basically shows up, hey, we're here to inventory all your enhanced humans. Because the Sokovia Accords say everyone needs to go on a list. And they refer back to the season one MacGuffin, which was the index that S.H.I.E.L.D. kept on enhanced humans. And Coulson saying, yeah, uh, we've been down that road and it doesn't end well. It always falls into the wrong hands. It always gets used for nefarious purposes. So, no, we're not going to make a list of our people. And that's part of the conflict of the episode. Yeah, it was, I mean, I was so happy to see them bring that piece of these accords up and the Directly fact that they set this framework to to create a re, uh, national registry but or they, even they a, a global registry. Off guard. I wasn't expecting it because there weren't the same you know, devastating effects of Winter Soldier where S.H.I.E.L.D. is exposed to right. Ben Hydra the whole freaking time. This was more subtle effect, but it had a definite effect on the story, and I was really had a nerd squee moment of it really is because you you read a lot of articles bemoaning that they don't integrate the marvel television universe in with the marvel cinematic universe more and there's these clickbaity uh article titles of the fight going on between the television fiefdom and the movie fiefdom that means you'll never see inhumans oh look they canceled the inhumans movie must be a war no complete bullshit they had a total plan and it had the the great continuation i really felt like oh i'm seeing the next episode in captain america civil war now yeah exactly no i think it it tied in so well and and not only that but now i'm really excited to see if they incorporate that into the netflix properties as well yeah that one seems to be that one faggy has come out and, and spoken directly to Mm-hmm. They have a much greater degree of control over the timing in 
the television series. Sure. Because they know exactly when a particular episode is going to air. Right, And they can plan ahead. And that's part of the reason why season one sucked so hard is they were largely playing a waiting game till they could till they could play their trump card in season two after winter soldier right right um but with the netflix it's harder because it gets released all at once Mm -hmm. an entire season um and just like he he was bemoaning the timing of it We, we we can't time it as precisely and make it as satisfying a tie-in and not have it just be referring to people just for the sake of referring to them. Well, yeah, but I I would assume in this case that the Accords isn't something that's going to go away quickly. Right. So I could easily see the Accords still being in effect by the time Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ends their season. Right. And then if you look ahead, the next Netflix Netflix property is Luke Cage. Who, they've given every implication, has a government experimental right. background so they could totally be they getting can, ready to, to side sideswipe us with the whole story arc is him running from the government who wants to come catalog him exactly or at least have that incorporated as one of the pop points because right. god knows there's usually like 10 things going on in a netflix show but yeah. still yeah yes. it's it's something it's we'll interesting see. and i think they can do a lot with it if they keep it uh, as an ongoing kind of threat to anybody that has uh, enhanced powers. And then, you know, nerd squee, um, Marvel fanboy of just the tie-in with um, Captain America aside, Lash. I'd totally forgotten about Lash. Yeah, this was this is one of my favorite episodes, I think, of the... And when the, when the ramp came down and there was a reveal, it was like, it all clicked, like, that's what Lash is for. Yeah. That's why he wants to kill all Inhumans. He was designed to fight Hive. Right. I didn't see that coming at all. No, I mean, it was as soon as you realized uh, Shocky McShockerson was uh, Not, still on base. Yeah. That uh, I expected. I totally expected the reveal yeah. of Lincoln was working with Coulson the whole time. Yeah. But I didn't see what he was trying to achieve in the even when they did the Talbot seeing Lash in the cubicle. I just thought that was a reason for Talbot to to go off the hook of oh you're keeping monsters here right right and right. What they're actually saying is get Talbot out of here so we can get Lash on the quad jet. Yeah. Um, no, and it was great. And yeah, like I. I was like, okay, they sent Lash, but I figured it was just like, well, we're desperate. Let's send one of the the best killers we have that we know is going to be really angry at anybody that's uh, an inhuman. But the whole, his ability to basically neutralize. He was the exact countermeasure. Yeah. Now, was awesome. failed. And well, they, they he wasn't a countermeasure to, like, a uh, molten chain, apparently. <laughs> right. Well, but it was also a matter of they got in just a, a little too late. They had made their little yeah. army of primitives that stalled the, the fight right. long enough. So it was just a matter of if only we had gotten there just a little sooner, this would yeah. have been the perfect countermeasure. Um, yep. But it was just... It was a mwah! Agents of Shield, yeah. I'm so glad I stuck with you. Yeah, well, well done. Uh, you know, yeah, and they they basically have given now Sky and Ark to get back to the team. Lincoln uh, moderately less annoying. Only no, yeah, annoying. she's been pretty good this whole no, not Sky. season. Lincoln, Lincoln is still pretty annoying. Yeah, he's uh, a little better this time. But 
yeah the and then the the big piece also of oh god i the the girl that's really fast yo 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 her giving the necklace now to mac which has been the is one thing that you the knew, one that's gonna die well I'm, you knew I'm, the um, necklace is floating mm-hmm. in space and now you know that uh the hive has possession of a warhead that he right. can use to detonate his uh inhuman bomb right. above the as long as he gets it high enough he'd be able to detonate it and Get then in fact a, nice, a nice good chunk, chunk of the of, earth of uh, basically slave army right so now we know well why would they be in space well most likely to stop the warhead from detonating right so, so we see they're, where they're headed but yeah, yeah. It, it delivered on all kinds of levels. Oh yeah, in bringing other, it together. It's other good. Marvel news, uh, not really surprising. Agent Carter did not get renewed for a third season. No. So, and that, that was another, that, yet another thing they crammed into that movie was the death of Peggy Carter. Yeah. And freeing Cap up to pursue who turns out to be Peggy Carter's niece. Yeah. Uh, who knew Agent Thirteen that whole time? Um, mm-hmm. So Falcon and Winter Soldier giving him the little yeah. That was so (laughs) awesome comedic beat of yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, there there were some really there were some good funny beats in the movie, um, and that was a particularly memorable one. Um, So yeah, um, awesome Marvel. Uh, Keep it up. Keep delivering. We know you're listening, uh, and you will you will get my money many times over for this one. Um, Yeah. Shifting focus, and uh, do you read the online comic Control Alt Delete at all? I have. There's one recently where they have a close-up of a guy with blood running out of his mouth. And he's saying, uh, "Save Martha," and then they cut back to a full shot, and it's a guy in a Marvel T-shirt. Stabbing a spear through a guy in a DC shirt into Marvel Captain America Civil War. She's saying, "Hush, you stab." Yeah. Yep. One of these things is not like the other. Um. So, but DC Television Universe mm-hmm. higher percentage hit rate than their movies of late. Yeah, I mean, so I starting with Arrow. Mm-hmm. Arrow's kind of got back on point these last couple episodes well we I've, had the yeah uh, brotherly love don't count for shit when mind control is involved yeah so we had diggle screwing up entirely resulting in the death of a teammate the mm-hmm. next episode trying to make it right and straight up murdering his brother pretty much because he threatened his family right he pushed all the right buttons. Yeah, it was a pretty brutal couple episodes for yeah. uh, Diggle. But he also immediately lied to his wife about it. Yep. So he feels guilt. He doesn't feel justified. That's going to be haunting the character for a while. Yeah. Um, we get to see a greater reveal of Dark and his cohort's plan. Genesis. Mm-hmm. It's like Star Trek Two. Turns out, not actually that far off the mark. Not really. <laughs> um, they and the whole and all the little bits and pieces. It's and, Star Trek Two and uh, the Truman Show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the whole, you know, what were they doing in the bay? What the algae? And so they're they're doing the whole domed city using algae to produce oxygen and food and fuel. 
while they nuke the hell out of the entire surface and eventually emerge to recolonize the planet in their own image. Right. And Thea is caught up in it. Yeah. Because Malcolm is now on Team Dark, uh-huh. so and Markham's going to do whatever he can to save his daughter and his and his own narrow ass. Well, of course, uh, but and his daughter, if if he, if it works out that he can save his daughter, and he's, he's been shopping at uh, Shea Coulson, he's got himself a robot hand. That's right, and but it's it's, it's the older model that doesn't look like a hand. You know, yeah, it's, I basically it's the the castaways that 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 Coulson's been selling on eBay. Exactly. Um, yeah, you got it on Craigslist. It's the fit three vibrating settings for her pleasure. I'm sorry, did I say that mm, out loud? Nice. That was my out loud voice. Um, and as an added bonus, we've got Mr. Potato Head, who we've determined fuels Dark's mojo. Mm-hmm. And is fueled by what? Uh, it's fueled by negative emotions. It's fuel- fueled by dead people. Well, that too, but still. What do you get when you drop a bunch of nukes? Yeah, lots. A lot of dead people. Yeah, that's true. So it's a hat trick. He is going to deliver the new world for to his wife. He is going to remake the world in his own image. Oh, he's going to emerge on the other side with the powers of a god. Right, right. An angry death god, but a god. But a god. I wonder if this, you check the fuse on that thing. He might short it out. I mean, does it have a 10 million soul limit? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, dun, 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 layers upon layers upon plans upon plans. And again, they've found, they've taken, by eliminating one, one character, mm-hmm. they found a little more time to have story moments with other characters. Right, right. So, uh, Detective Lance has had a couple of good scenes where he's dealing with the fallout of him owning in public. Hi, I was uh, Damien Dark Stooge. Yeah. Um, well, and also, you know, him going yet again through now another loss of a child. Yep. Which, loss of the... Uh, another canary, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Another black canary. But uh, a good job, I think, both of, of his arc. I like the fact that Oliver ends up basically telling the world that uh, Laurel was the black canary mm-hmm. because he's like, you know, this is ridiculous. I don't want to see her image tarnished because people are because of course one of the story points is that somebody stole the black canary voice modulator and was running around acting like the black canary except killing everybody right so it was it was good i thought it was well put together uh you know felicity's still kind of driving me up a wall where she's just like we can't be together but oh you're gonna go do something dangerous well i have to be there with you like what well (laughs) They've, they ended the most recent episode with the weight of the world resting on her shoulders because she nuked a small town. Or she feels she nuked a, a small town. Right, right. Because um, she didn't stop every single warhead. Yeah. And one yeah. got through, and she moved it from the city of millions to the city, the small town of hundreds of thousands. Right. But still, they end the episode with Dark getting his mojo infusion from that. Yeah. And yeah. fade to black. Yep. Um, with Oliver in the room, of course. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if Felicity you know, has her angsty arc that Oliver has been living in and they come out the other end having a greater understanding for each other. Maybe. We'll see. That may be where they're trying to go. I hope that's, but I think it's, it's time to ramp that one up a little. <laughs> yeah. Now, 
little bit back on track, sucking less. Which uh, so the fl- the Flash I have not actually seen this week yet. Oh, so I'm still not where they're back on track yet. <laughs> Fear not. Okay, Kevin Smith shall save you. Oh, nice. All right. This episode is directed by Kevin Smith. Ah, cool. Not written by him, not edited by him, simply directed. And he's spoken publicly that this was a unique experience for him because he never really had come in just to direct somebody else's material before. And he felt like it made him a better director. The fact that he loves, loves, loves the source material didn't hurt. Right. Um, and he's like, I want to come. He's already signed up for like next August to come be, come and do another one because he's oh, like, cool. give me the same team of people. I want to do this more because I have a huge nerd boner and it should be gone by next August. Right. So right. I need another one. Um, so, yeah, if we can't talk about that one in depth, we're going to want to. So I want to spoil it for you because it is really spectacularly good and, and has okay. huge story elements. Mm-hmm. That we've been waiting for, good showing up. Yeah, because the last last episode, obviously, we saw was the uh, melting of Barry, <laughs> and of course the yes. uh, infusion of the Speed Force into Wally. Uh, and oh, sh- 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 there's no there's no proof of that. What are you talking right, about? Right, right. And then whatever they're going to do with uh, Doctor Evil Pants's or whatever the hell we're calling him now, uh, daughter. Um. Jesse Quick, you mean? Jesse, yeah, Jesse, that's right. Jesse Quick, Quick, because uh, that's what he calls her. It's right, he's cute little pet name for her. Like it's not another play on somebody who's fast. Right, <laughs> right. And Wally West isn't Kid Flash, but I'm just saying. Whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So they 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 did have the moment of the energy wave passing through them. Dun dun dun. Gee, I wonder how long, not if, but how long until their powers manifest. Yeah. Um, and what I will spoil one, one bit for you from the episode you haven't seen. Joe is right on top of it. He basically looks around and says, okay, you were hit by the energy wave. You were unconscious for a time. He's basically watching and waiting for Wally to manifest powers. Nice. Good. It's like, I am an old hand at this shit. I know what's up. <laughs> I know what's up. And he's, he's, he is frustrated in his attempts to, to get Wally to demonstrate speed. But it is funny that they've taken the different tack of, oh, everyone is so surprised. Oh, someone else has speed powers. And Joe's like, no, when is this going to happen? Because this is my life now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just waiting for Dr. Uh, uh, Harrison Wells to just be like, could we once just do what I'm saying? The like, first time? Like, well, just no. Just once, let's go with my idea first. Yeah, but, well, they, but they eventually did go with his idea, and effectively, he disintegrated Barry. Well, yeah, but obviously, that doesn't last too long. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it didn't stay. You know, it, so it, 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 a little spit and rag and rubs yeah. right off. So give me some Formula Four Hundred Nine. Um, so you know, yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to talk anymore about the episode because I want you to go in cold, but. Do okay. it tonight, for the love of God. Just, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I got to watch that one. It sure. is redeeming on all kinds of levels, and, and you really, it brings into sharp relief. Now, he, he was given good material to work with, mm-hmm. but you, the, the sharp increase in quality when right. someone who respects and loves the source and, and deeply knows the source material when they get in charge, right. the kinds of performances he gets out of the actors is vastly different. Big, big, yeah. Um, 
Well, and we were uh, talking before the show the fact that now Supergirl is going to be moving over to the that CW. That was announced today. They are moving production to Vancouver. And yeah. CBS, who always has been a 50-50 partner with Warner Brothers yeah. on the CW, is instead of canceling it, giving it a go on the C-dub. Um, I think that gives it a good chance then. I hope so. I hope they a can bit integrate it into it, the... It, it's, I'm, I think it'll be a happier home there, especially if they continue yeah. the crossovers. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, not only that, but you still have on Arrow, like, constant mentions of Constantine, yeah. which is encouraging. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're heavily into mystical territory, but they refer to it. They refer to that, that tattoo that John Ta- Constantine yeah. gave you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they, they get the actor back because he was, he was a ton Yeah, either as a reoccurring role on Arrow or for his own show again. Yeah. I think the own show is a long shot. It's uh, tough to see that. But, I, I I mean, hopefully you can come back either, yeah, on Arrow, on Flash, on Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> speak not the name of the evil one. I've, I'm a little behind on that one. But, like I said, it's, it's gotten to well. a tolerable level, at least. I tuned back in on the strength of your recommendation. Uh, I didn't know you hated me. What have I done? Well, I, don't, I haven't watched like the last two how, weeks. How do so. I redeem myself to have you not do that to me? <laughs> if, you, if, if something bad happened in the last two weeks, I I have no uh, uh, no responsibility for that. It's <laughs> so painful to watch. Uh, yeah, and, and and I'm contaminated by my Doctor Who fandom that Rick is just such a low rent time lord. Oh, he's, he's no shitty low rent time lord. Like I mean. I, I want to like him because it's Rory, but it's like, this character sucks. It's, it's like, not the actor's fault. It's what he has been given. I know, he but, he, but he's playing it like, and maybe that's how he's being directed to playing it, but it's just, he dry, it's, it's a terrible character. Yeah. It, it's probably my least favorite character of the entire group of Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. I just, ugh. Like, he just drives me up a wall nonstop. Everybody else, at least I see some redeeming value. Like, okay, yeah. they could be the good. Not so much. But, ugh, Thank you. man. You are crusading about your son and wife. Yeah. You own a time machine. Right. There's a simpler answer. There's simple answers there's the fact he keeps saying i would do anything to save my son and wife except except, murder except the guy. anything that would actually save his son and wife apparently. except kill kill the stone age guy right before I he gets empowered kill the stone age guy i can't kill the kid that becomes hitler i can't do like well apparently you really don't care about your son and wife then <laughs> or at least you don't care that much about them because you keep doing these big speeches about how much you're willing to go and how much you're willing to sacrifice but every time you're kind of put to the metal with butterfingers with butterfingers. uh no i'm not going to be able to do that yeah yeah i need you to come back you know it's terrible yeah that's, anyway so, anyways generally though we still have an, an embarrassment of choice. And one of the things I was considering yeah. is I'd be curious to see if Agent Carter turns up in Netflix in some form. Uh, possible. Because we've seen shows migrating to the Hulus of the world from, so we've had Arrested Development, yeah, uh, the Mindy Project. Uh, what else has migrated directly from TV to finish out their seasons? Uh there's at least two or three high-profile ones. Yeah, I think the following, I think, moved over there. 
uh, or not the following, uh, God, the one about the bridge. I can't remember. Anyways, yeah, there's been a number of shows that have, have migrated that way. So maybe a short, a short season to yeah. carry the, at least wrap up the storylines or just carry the characters forward, you know, less expensive for them to produce. For, right. We'll see. And I think they, uh, you know, their Netflix obviously has their hands full. They have Luke Cage. They've announced the Punisher series. Uh, obviously, Iron uh, Fist is coming as well, and then eventually the Defenders. Yeah, I was actually surprised. I didn't expect what has happened to happen. Cause I, I, the original plan was you had Daredevil, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones, which became Jessica Jones, Power Man, which became, or excuse me, uh, Iron Fist, which became just Luke Cage. No, Iron Fist, Power Man was his. Power Man was his black became Luke Cage, yeah. So Power Man became just Luke Cage. Iron Fist is still Iron Fist. Yes. And who am I forgetting? Well, now the Punisher. And now, see, that he wasn't part of the original plan, so it was nope. just the four of them yep. and then the Defenders miniseries movie. Right. What I didn't expect was they get in there, and before they get to the Defenders, oh, no, we have Daredevil Season 2 and right. Jessica Jones Season 2, and yeah. now we're going to have a Punisher series that may yep. or may not relate to the Defenders at all. They just, I think they just have a, a strong property and they know it yeah um so they got a, uh, yeah definitely a winner right there it's become much more of an ecosystem than i expected from something oh, yeah. so experimental but i think they've wisely looked at it and said no this is working oh yeah we should think, make more and it's working and it's something you know marvel as a whole is i i would assume is looking at like you know if we ever need to tap some of that yeah it's sitting there for us. Well, I mean, the state of flux that they're in because they didn't expect in a million years to get Spider-Man back. Right. And that has shifted things to the point where, you know, the Inhumans movie, which was supposed to be the big evolution of a television property mm-hmm. into a movie, is no longer has a release date and may no. never get produced. Um, details on Captain Marvel are very sketchy, though solidifying a little more each day. Um, at least it still has, it's still on the calendar. Um, so they've had to rejigger things in the movie universe the same way I think they've rejiggered things in the yeah. TV universe without really rejiggering. They're on schedule for right. their original plan of four movies, four series in a movie. Yeah. We're just going to get an extra Daredevil, an extra Jessica Jones, and a Punisher before we get the Defenders. Right, right, um, exactly. But it, my my dream is to have some of the television characters show up for a movie. Yeah. In more than just a wave wave at the passing vehicle kind of a mode. At least an Ant-Man cameo in uh, Civil War level of involvement. Right, right. Um, because clearly, Tony is recruiting in New York. Well, and I'm, I'm curious, though, to see if, if maybe they use the Spider-Man franchise that bridge. now Sony has gone so far to say we're okay with you guys producing it as well yeah. or and bringing in your team to make it happen because Sony has realized oh we can just cash the check <laughs> yeah okay now executives from Sony go have a three martini lunch with the executives at Fox yeah. and ask them to sign up for the same sweet deal of sit back and collect the check yeah I mean, it, and it's, I'm really torn because I love, love the X-Men. Uh, no, I don't want so, them to give the X-Men back. I want them to give Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four back and yeah. see what Marvel can make of that. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I agree. I mean, if if they would be willing to do that piece, that'd be great. Uh, but nonetheless, if if Spider Man becomes a property that Marvel can use, I mean, Spider Man. Kingpin is normally associated with Daredevil, but he's also a pretty major villain for in the Spider-Man universe. Yep, because well, he's right and, there in New York. Right, so you have ties there between them uh, that you could exploit and and give a cameo or a little bit more than a cameo, like you mentioned, Ant-Man's level of involvement in Civil War to Daredevil in the Spider-Man film. Even more so, and this would be... The triumvirate of awesome, which I will be amazed if it ever happens, because it would involve Disney, Marvel, Sony, and Fox. Right. Because we would need to get Deadpool and Spider-Man <laughs> together into a movie, because there are some awesome comic book runs oh, yeah. involving the two of them teaming up. I don't think that, especially with Spider-Man being like, you know, a sophomore or whatever right. he is. Like, I don't think he can handle Deadpool right now. Right. And I don't think <laughs> they want to put the R-rated character in with the yeah. know, the, the, the tween-friendly Peter Parker they're trotting out. But part of me still wants to see some of those comic book stories brought into oh, a, a Deadpool level of treatment at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the banter and the stuff that they could do with that would be great. It's just right now you'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Spider-Man would just be left in a little, like, you know, corner weeping probably after running. He would be Deadpool. scarred and damaged. But, yeah. I mean, the, the, the degree to which they succeeded with Deadpool is I had to remind my wife that Fox did Deadpool. Right. She just, she just naturally assumed, that, oh, that's the, the, how did the Marvel people get their hands on no. X-Men characters like no this was Fox Fox no. who has the license to all the X-Men stuff she's like really really this is what happens when you slip under their radar and do it on a cheap budget and show them how it's done yep um, and I've, I've been bathing myself in all of the behind the scenes reels that came with yeah. Deadpool and you see exactly why it turned out the way that it did and the, oh, yeah. the very different directions they might have they tried they originally intended to take it Mm-hmm. Which would have been good, but I, th- I liked the choices they ultimately stuck with. Yeah. But the uppity, um, scrappy team, I had not realized they put that movie together start to finish in less than one year. Yeah. But they spent, you know, five years putting the script together. Script, yes. But still. Yeah. Principal photography and the post-production that was necessary for a CG character like Colossus. Mm-hmm. It was full CG, tons of mocap, all the facial animations on the mask. That was a freaking miracle. It's and a lot, but obviously the technology for that type of stuff has come quite a long way as well. Right. To and where they, they it's have, not as big of a deal. Yeah. A little, I think it was a little company, uh, Weta Digital, that did the facial animations. Mm-hmm. They, they know a thing or two about mocap. Yeah. <clears throat> Supreme Leader Snoke. Um, right. But, so... On that same universe topic, early reviews are starting to trickle in for X-Men Apocalypse, uh-huh. and the resounding uh, sentiment seems to be, meh. Yeah. It's, it's another X-Men film. Right. Um, which is kind of sad to hear, because, you know, Apocalypse is a, a great, can be a great villain. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's a tough one, though. I mean, I think he's an excellent comic book villain, one of the best ever. But to translate what he is and what he's about to the screen is is Harder. obviously tough. 
Yeah, because you, I mean, you had some of the Age of Apocalypse. We have this entire universe-altering story arc in which you go, you dive deep. Um, right. Apocalypse and his policies and and his reason for being and his powers. That's hard to put into a two hour, two two and a half hour movie. Right. Um, but it's not. It the the reviews I'm seeing are not levels of warning, warning like we saw with Batman v Superman. No, it no. Was, I, I I think this one's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, good to strong. An X Men so first we'll class level of reception, I think. So, yeah. Oh, hey, they didn't piss themselves. Good job. Right, right. Um, but not quite the hey, that was pretty damn awesome of Days of Future Past. Right, right. Um, I'm curious to see because they've already announced that the next installment will be in the 90s, so they're doing their decade hopping thing. Right, so right. They're doing 70s, this is going to be 80s, and the next one will be 90s. Can't wait to see the uniforms. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no kidding, big hair. And they've also, surprising nobody, pretty much committed that the next Wolverine film, likely the, f- the final Wolverine film starring Hugh Jackman, will have an R rating. Right. Well, they're saying they're going to do Old Man Logan. Yeah. Which, from a comic book's perspective, is amazing, but you're also left going, well, there's a lot of characters in that comic that they won't have rights to. Right. Like the Hulk. The Hulk. Yeah, that's Hulk's. probably... The biggest and one, that, but uh, Red Skull is also uh, another big yeah. one that's part of that. They, they have to be heavily edited, but we've already seen that heavily edited, sure. w- witness Baron Zemo's representation, can be handled deftly. Yeah, um, and, and I mean, and Old Man Logan, in a sense, is is basically the comic wanted yeah. in the Marvel Universe, yeah. but it's still... Uh, I mean, it's, it's a great it's, story. It's dystopian future, so they can yeah. kind of jump ahead to precisely whenever the hell they feel like setting it. Right. They could do but you're, you're also, I mean, his main like kind of partner in that in the comic is, is Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit of a challenge. Yeah. So they're going to have to kind of rejigger that to to make it a uh, something that they only are using. X-Men right. properties or no, Fantastic they, they Four. Totally, they completely re-envisioned Negasonic Teenage Warhead into something sure. completely different. Sure. And was one of the most entertaining parts of that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Her interaction, you got me in a box here. It was, all, it was just completely awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So it can be done. So I'm, I, I, I will, they will get my money. I will definitely oh, yeah. see Age of, or just Apocalypse. Um, yeah, outside of Origins, I've been always very happy with everything that Wolverine uh, has X-Men done. X-Men 3. Nah, and 3, okay. yeah. But, I mean, 3 is a is a ensemble movie. But, I mean, I love the Wolverine. I thought that was great. Uh, so, I, I, I think they have a good chance to, to put on a really excellent movie. Yeah. They just need to figure out how they're going to change the cast to, to match the properties yeah. they have access to. We'll see. There was a great uh, clickbait article I came across, which was the 47 Marvel movies ranked from worst to best, and they really, mm-hmm. they unearthed ones that I had forgotten had ever been produced, like Man-Thing um, got produced at some point in the various iterations of The Punisher, the Captain America and Fantastic Four that were never allowed to be released in the United States, right? the various Blade iterations, there, there were a, a bunch that I either was not aware had ever been produced because they were never released here, or had forgotten that they were Marvel properties that had been um, developed. I'll try and find that link and put it in the show notes. It was a, f- a fun little tour down Amnesia Lane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a hell of a good time to be a comic book nerd. And 
You know, there's that, there's that niggling voice in the back of my head that's been there for a good five years now saying, we have to have reached peak superhero by now. Right. And not if they keep delivering great stories like that, we won't. Yeah. Because, again, this was a good movie about great characters, some of whom happen to have superpowers. Story was first. Story was up front. It was the the, the different friendships. Mm-hmm. Cap's friendship with Bucky. Cap's friendship with Tony. And the, the, the breaking point of ideals. Saying, right. I got to go this way. I got to go this way. Um, and the, the, I was having, I was having conversations with my wife about the payoffs in this movie that were so emotionally entangling because of the 13 movies that have gone before. Sure. And all the background, you know, about these people, um, just, and they, it's, it's the, the groundwork that DC did not do right. for BVS, that they were expecting the same kind of payoff and that you didn't invest. You don't get to sow until you reap. Right, right. And Marvel's been reaping and reaping and reaping and reaping, and now it's time to sow. And hey, emotional one-two punch, because with your other works, you've taught us to care about these characters and taught us what their relationships are. Sure. Well, I mean, and you know, and DC even has their own TV universe to look at to understand. Hey, look, hey, you take your time. When Flash and Arrow do do a crossover, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, it's because you put Barry Allen into the Arrow universe a year before he was the Flash. Right. Right. And but you've built both up now, and consistently, anytime they do a crossover, anytime they reference each other, it's always like, oh, this is really cool because you've built both areas you built central city and star city up so much that uh it's it's more meaningful but hopefully they'll get there and hopefully things like suicide squad and the wonder woman uh movies and such will flesh out their area well they've had some turnover both the aquaman film and the flash film lost their directors this last week well but it makes sense ant-man lost its director yeah um, it can happen. And it, and it can turn out okay. It can actually turn into yep. a good thing. Yeah. Um, I wish the Fantastic Four reboot had lost its director. But he, yeah. he was going to do Star Wars Episode Eight, and he got kicked the hell off that project after they saw what he was doing on Fantastic Four. So some good did come of that. Right. We were saved from him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we came so close. Dodge that bullet. Dodge that bullet. Ah. <sighs> Yep, good time to be a nerd. And yes. on, on that bombshell, it's time to end. And actually, on that reference, um, the Top Gear boys have a name for their new Amazon show. All right. The Grand Tour. Really? And that's all we know. Okay. So May Clarkson and the Hamster should be greasing, greasing the tubes within the next year or so on the Grand Tour. All right. Um I just just get me some stick. Get me get me <laughs> get me some short jokes about Hammond made by Clarkson and, and grinned at by May and I will be a happy man. So so I was behind on this season of Archer, but I am catching up, up rapidly. I'm using my the power of my FX Now app. Yeah. Um, I think I'm one behind the two parter 
hostage situation one? Are you all the way through that? No, yet? I haven't gotten to that. I'm up through. I just watched the Return of Barry episode. Okay. The so. next one, I think, is, uh, it's a two-parter. Set aside the time to watch them back to back. Yeah, I will. There's some great bits. In it that. was, I mean, so far this season, and I think you mentioned it last week, the fact that, uh, you know, this is season seven now for yeah. Archer. Yeah. And the fact that they're still able to keep it fresh and keep it Just keep switching things up. And, you know, they move them to their private investigators now. Yeah. But, but still throw back to jokes that they've used before, but recreate them in different ways. And yep. just a fantastic. Now there's the, you've, done, you've seen the episode where they're trying to get, Abby into super yes. preschool, right? Yes. That is so Los Angeles. It was so twisted, but it was and, so And you good. gave the twisted background into Archer's yeah. upbringing. Like, yep, this totally fits. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah Great show. Awesome Just, show. I th- I th- for that, I thank you for right. delivering unto me and, and hounding me until I watched it, because I completely didn't get it from any of his promotional materials. Yep. And then Mole Hunt was okay. Yeah. It was the second episode where they really got me. Right. Um, right. And I'm glad, you know, you know, Lucky Yates as Krieger is now. He's in the yep. credits. He is, you know, starring role. They've given him a lot more to do. And I'm glad he's oh, one yeah. of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why do you have this, you know, room with our faces and our hands? Just don't worry about that. <laughs> and if I was a bleeping clone of bleeping Adolf Hitler, right. do you think I would bleeping look like bleeping Adolf Hitler? Uh, oh, hey. <laughs> Love so it. funny. Aldrin Opkrieger. Yep. All right, let's end it because right. we're just babbling at this time. And sure. It's entertaining for us, but probably not so much for the friends mm-hmm. at home. Thank you for joining us for this spoilerific episode of Casually Hardcore. Find us on the web. Come to alphageekmedia.com. Brand new, totally redesigned homepage, improved player experience. Point your mobile phone's browser at the same address. It'll automatically redirect to the mobile experience. All the live players, all the back episode players available at your fingertips. Um, Looking at adding more channels to support more live streaming, all kinds of fun stuff. But for the moment, it is you know, version 2.5 live and ready, ready for your consumption. Uh, we're always looking to recruit new shows. Come to, uh, God, I forgot my URL now, damn it. Uh, if you come to the front page and click on help, in there, there's a big link to click here to submit a show for consideration. We're always looking for video shows that want to simulcast radio and also be on every platform everywhere at all times with the press of one easy button. Mm-hmm. Send us your emails to the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. On the tweeters, the show is on as Alpha Geek. No, excuse me. Hardcore Casuals is the show. Alpha Geek Radio is the network. Alpha Geek Media is me. And Grail CH is him. That's G R A I L C H for Casually Hardcore. And you can find us on the Reddit. Our subreddit is alphageekradio.reddit.com or reddit.com slash r slash alphageekradio. And I have been Gnomewise. And I've been Grail. And we are out of here. Bye-bye, radio people.